0: This is part of the process, right? Growth is not linear. You have dips and valleys and you might just be in a little dip right now.
1: I had a really bad week last week. I think I told you about the job last week on Monday. I found Mm -hmm. out that they unhired me. And then um, there was this other job I was hoping for that I had gone on two interviews with. And it was between me and this one other candidate and then on Thursday, they emailed me that they picked the other person. So it was just a really horrible week um, overall, because <laughs> that was super disappointing. So other than that, honestly, not much has gone on. Everything is kind of the same. When did you apply for the other job? Uh, back in like the beginning of January.
0: Okay, so you had recently heard back.
1: I recently heard back. Yeah, it took a while. It took about like a month to, I had gone on one interview and then I was invited for a second interview. And then I kind of forgot about it after last Monday. And then Thursday I thought like, wow, I haven't heard from them, uh, the other Mm -hmm. job. And then they email me literally like that second I think about it. And then they're like, sorry, we're not moving forward with hiring you. So I was just like
0: mm-hmm.
1: shocker. Like what else could go wrong this week?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. What what was the position for? Uh it
1: was as a forensic specialist, which that it was like my dream job, honestly. Like I would have worked there for free just to get that experience because I want to work in forensics. So uh-huh. it was super disappointing. It didn't work out, probably even more than the job I was unhired from. Just because it was a great opportunity. And I don't really understand, like, metaphysically speaking, why the universe would like present me something that I really want, only to have it elude me is kind of like I feel like it's dangling a carrot in front of my face and it just doesn't mm-hmm. seem fair. So mm-hmm. I've been a little bombed and depressed the last few days. I felt kind of in a funk, but what could you do so huh.
0: how soon after did you hear back from the second job after your first one two days two days okay yeah days. now with dealing with some of the the stuff that comes with this like how how are you sort of doing mentally when you heard back from that second job
1: i was very um disappointed, but I wasn't surprised just because I'm like, nothing is working out for me the way I want it to. So it was as upsetting as it was. I wasn't shocked. Um, just cause I feel like life is on a downslope right now. It's like everything isn't working out or like everything is going wrong. So uh-huh hearing back from the job that I didn't get it, I was just like, well, what else is new? Like, that's not a surprise. So Uh it was very – I just feel – I don't know if I mentioned this to you last week. I just feel, like, very frustrated and, like, my purpose has kind of gone out the window and I feel like I have nothing really to look forward to anymore. And um, it's just kind of, like, a shitty place to be in because I feel – so stuck, and I feel, like, kind of hopeless, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you feel that everything in your life is just not going right, or is it with your job experience in particular?
1: I'd say the only thing that I'm happy with right now is my relationship. I feel like Nick mm-hmm. is the only thing kind of keeping me afloat right now, honestly, um, but mainly – I'm at that age where I want to focus on my career and I want to put, like, my finances first because I really want to get self-established and independent. And it's just been extremely hard for me to do that with the circumstances.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you still applying for jobs?
1: Yeah, I am. But it's kind of – applying for jobs in itself is really, like, overwhelming because – it's kind of reinforcing that whatever I do, nothing works out because I'll apply to 20 jobs a week and no one calls me back. So it's kind of just like, Mm -hmm. uh, what's that saying? It's like beating a dead horse at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's the point? What's the point anymore? No one calls me back. Hmm.
0: Um, so with, with the universe sort of presenting something that you really want And taking it away, do you think that there's a reason for that? And if so, what's something – what's a possible reason for that?
1: Yeah, I've been trying to, like, analyze that. And I think if I was looking on the positive side, my logic would be it's because it's not meant to be. Like, something better Mm -hmm. is meant for me. But at this point, I have kind of don't really trust the universe anymore, which is really sad. Like, I don't – I. Months ago, I really wanted to trust that everything works out the way it should, um, even if that meant something didn't work out. I truly believed that everything, um, like, fell into place the way it's supposed to. Now okay. I'm kind of at the point where I'm really struggling, and it's hard for me to have that faith. So I feel kind of right. like, I don't know, helpless. Uh
0: mm-hmm. huh. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I, I feel like you have every right to feel like you're in a funk. You know, you have every right to, like, drag your feet around. You know what I mean? Like, there was something that you wanted that... It, it completely was out of your hands, you know, like, it was just it, it was in the hands of something else. And like, that that's what it is. You know, there was really no change in that. Um, if that was supposed to happen, that was supposed to happen, especially when things are not in our control. You know, and I feel like you have every right to just like mope around and feel bad for yourself. You know, like, there there's got to be a space for that. And you're living in it. And that's okay. You know, it's like you're in that place for a very specific reason and it's part of your journey. Um, That doesn't mean that you will always be in that place, you know, but I think that you should 100 percent feel these things. Like it's just it is what it is, you know, Um, and you can feel these things and, and like have very specific thoughts, but you don't necessarily need to react to them. You know, like if you it's like if you're the last few days or however long it's been super depressing, you know like you've been really down maybe you like spent the time like hours in bed like things that you sort of need to do you know like that is like just physiologically like your body telling you that you need to do these things um and if that is like the extent of it then like that's okay you know like that's totally okay I think it's better to feel these things and like go through them rather than like sort of ignoring them and then something sort of drastic happens You know, just because we didn't really let ourselves feel these things, you know, we've talked about like your brain having two different sides, right? Like the emotion, the emotional and and the very rational side, you know, and I think we're sort of teetering on the side of emotions, you know, and and that's totally okay. Um, But that's like something to keep in the back of your mind, you know, when you sort of get back to like baseline, it'll be right in the middle, you'll be right in the middle again, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely. I do want to allow myself the space to honor those emotions. But in the same token, I don't want to get stuck in feeling powerless, because that's exactly how I'm feeling right now. Um, And also, I feel kind of, what was the word I used the other day, I said, I feel kind of like a screw up, because I quit my job in hopes that something better was out there for me. And I kind of feel really dumb like right about now at this point where I'm like, nothing is out there for me. That is like better. Like I need to settle for a job I'm not happy for. I have to settle for making shitty money just to get by. And I really don't want to believe that. But right now all the external like situations around me are kind of confirming that belief. So it's Mm -hmm. just kind of, um, discouraging.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I hear you. I, I completely agree with you. You know, I, I think it's, I, the part that I do want to focus on is feeling hopeless, you know, feeling helpless and being sort of in that situation, you know, um, it seems like there's, there's a lot of like negative self-talk, you know, and sort of keeping that at bay, or being able to focus more on your environment is, I think, kind of might be helpful. You know, um, like putting your senses into your environment, and like a very like specific part of DBT is mindfulness strategies. You know, especially when a lot of these thoughts occur, there's like a reason that that's implemented. You know. Um, so is there any mindfulness stuff that you're doing are you able to sort of catch on to some of the the negative self-talk yeah. or is it just like you're just letting it go
1: um honestly it's not like it replays in my mind 24 7 I do have <laughs> like fleeting thoughts but they tend to pass because I don't get too attached to them um <laughs> but the last uh since like Thursday, I've done no mindfulness exercises whatsoever, because I went on a trip with Nick and my friend. And then the last two nights, I stayed at my boyfriend's house. So I wasn't implementing the tools. Um, So I definitely Uh this morning, one of the first things I did was meditate for 40 minutes. Um, So I feel like talking about it is helpful. And uh-huh. Nick is kind of like a safe space for me to talk about that, but it's not like it's on a loop twenty four seven. I I uh-huh. tend to stay distracted honestly, which I enjoy. Like I listen to a podcast or audiobook all day, um, uh-huh. just to kind of keep my mind. And they're they're all always like self help books, so it's like kind of uplifting the nature of this field it is for real (laughs) um so I wouldn't it's definitely an issue but it's not like a pervasive issue for me
0: right right yeah and I'm not really getting that sense either you know but this is like just practicing the preventative measures that were put in place you know in times like this like this is the time to sort of practice it and for it to sort of get stronger, this would be the only time for that to, to get stronger, you know, yeah. um, especially when you're sort of like, you're kind of like in the middle here, you know, it's not like extreme, extreme sadness, extreme, it's it's none of the extremities, you know. Um, so I think that would be like the perfect time to be able to, to practice some of this stuff. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. So for you to, to be able to get up in the morning and do that is a very beautiful thing. Do you ever take your cat on walks? Oh, I
1: wish. I wish. <sighs> he um He's 13. He might be 14 now. Aww. And we never took him for walks. Uh, we did buy him like a – it was called Come, Come Kitty or Come Here Kitty or something. And it was a cat harness and we never used <laughs> it. And I feel like it's too late now because he's so old. But i mean mm-hmm. do you have a cat? Do you take
0: him? From- no, no. <laughs> I no, but I've watched, like, plenty of videos of people taking their cats on walks. I'm like, I have an obsession with that. Oh,
1: my God. Um,
0: <laughs> which is why, like, I'm thinking, like, you know, your cat, uh, an animal, you know, like, it's almost like a, an emotional pet, right? To be able to, like, have something like that around um, and then walking, you know, sort of putting, yeah. like, the two together.
1: Yeah, I love walking so much. In the summer, I take a walk for, like, an hour a day. It's so therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to combine that with my cat would be, like, the best of both worlds. But
0: maybe my next cat. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know, like, the weather out here is terrible. Um, But, like, if – I don't know. Like, I'm not even sure what is around in your area. You know, like where you would safely be able to walk and, and do that. Um, but if there's a way around it, I would definitely suggest that, you know, yeah. you go for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll be that crazy cat lady walking her cat on the highway.
0: Totally okay. <laughs> you know, you like, it's just fun. <laughs> You'll just end up being like going viral or whatever. That's but. true. <laughs> That's so true. your week, how's your week been? It's been sort of steady. Yeah,
1: basically um, I just work on homework and Uh that's really – that's my day. The rest of the day I'll just take care of errands or um, do like self-care activities and I'll hang out with Nick. So I'm just starting to feel kind of bored, honestly. I never knew how much like a person's employment contributes to their self-confidence and identity – before being sure. in this situation of being unemployed um it's just kind of take a to taking a hit to my self-esteem um so i'm trying to stay busy and i definitely am staying busy but there's only so much that i could do
0: mhm right. so sort of focusing kind of on the things that you can do um I may have told you some of the things like four components, like just in life that we should be doing, um, to kind of keep us like at baseline. If everything sort of, if shit hits a fan, like if these four things are done, um, you know, these are like preventative strategies also. Um, but, but keeping us kind of steady, you know, and, and that is like eating sleep exercise and doing something mastery every day. Um, So I did want to sort of check in with that. Um, I know – well, with exercise, I know that's sort of like here and there um, recently. Um, But what about sleep? How have you been sleeping? I sleep great. Um, When I sleep at
1: Nick's house, I sleep horribly because it's just so uncomfortable. And I can't really sleep well anywhere besides my own bed, honestly. But when I'm home – um, which I'd say like five, six nights a week, I'm getting seven to nine hours a night. So okay. I do sleep great. I have a nightmare almost every night, which is kind of annoying, but, um, my, the length I sleep is good. Um, my exercise, I probably work out like three to five days a week. Um, okay. eating lately hasn't been great. Um, but it's not bad. It's not bordering my eating disorder, which is good. So I'd say those. My overall health is okay. Mm-hmm. I think. Gotcha.
0: Um, sorry, I'm just. I'm. I'm making a note of that. With eating, what do you? What do you mean? It's not great.
1: Um, I either don't eat, I eat like one or two times a day, or I eat like seven times a day. So there's not really any okay. in between, but okay. I eat. Is that,
0: oh, is that always the case?
1: No. So about a month okay. ago, I got an IUD and I noticed for the first like three weeks, my appetite was kind of gone, um, which was kind of nice because <laughs> I was like, this has never happened to me before. If people get depressed, they lose their appetite. It was never that for me. I ate like 20 times more. So, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say my eating's bad, though. Honestly, I'm probably 70% vegan. Like, I don't really eat dairy. I don't eat meat at all. Um, so I make sure I eat vegetables and fruit every day. Um, but I do have a lot of, like, gastrointestinal issues that I think it's kind of linked to anxiety, honestly, because um, I notice okay. they get a lot worse when I'm feeling nervous or worried or um, anxious overall. But I definitely don't. I never drink soda. I hardly eat out. I hate fast food. Like, I eat pretty well. I'd say, like, more than the average person, hopefully. But, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. And then um, the last thing, doing something that you're in. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Uh, doing something that you're competent in, that you're good at. Um, doing that at least once every day. Um, so if that means like doing nails or, or like, you know, someone that sort of does things on their own time, doing makeup, you know, doing something that you want to get better at, um, or something that you enjoy doing every day, you know, that you are good at. So I'm not, it's like so different for everyone, you know? Um, And I feel like this, this one is always like the most confusing one, you know, like, I I feel like if, if nothing really pops into your mind, I'm thinking like, doing something that you want to get good at that you want to accomplish every day, you know, like realistic things that you can do um, every day. So what would that look like for you?
1: Uh, I know this sounds like very self critical, but I really don't feel like I'm good at anything, honestly. Um, But I definitely have things I enjoy doing every day. Um, Yoga, meditating, exercising. Um, I have a podcast. So that takes up a lot of time during the week, honestly. Um, And writing. I mean, I guess the only good thing that's happened this month is my um, I just yesterday, my third book was released. So that's kind of exciting, oh, I guess.
0: What do you mean, third <laughs> book released? you what, what are these words? <laughs> yeah, um,
1: I write poetry, so yes, I launched an ebook. Um, that I was November. I was like, I want to write an ebook because a regular book just takes up too much time and money. So um, I started working with a publisher last month, and then yesterday it was released. So that's wow, good, I guess.
0: Oh my gosh, that is awesome. Thanks. How, how do you even get into something like that? Um, so
1: I've been writing since I was like five years old. Um, I don't remember a time that I wasn't writing. And okay. it was 2019. I released my first book, um, Paperback. And then last year I released another Paperback book. So I figured this year, I might as well too.
0: Wow. Oh, that's awesome. So, and these three books, have they all been poetry? Yes, they have. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So what kind of poetry do you usually go for? Knowing Um, you, I can probably figure it out, but I want (laughs) to hear you say it. Uh, So the
1: poetry I write is um, called prose poetry. Um, It's not super structured. It's kind of um, just excerpts. And I write Mm -hmm. mostly about, like, love and heartbreak and self-growth and healing.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Nice. Cool. Alrighty. So, do you have sort of an end goal with this? Or is this something that you just very much enjoy doing and it's more of, like, a hobby?
1: I mean, I 1,000% wish it could be something I can make a career out of, honestly. Mm -hmm. But do I think that that's realistic? I want to say definitely not. So I don't want to have too many expectations because I don't like being disappointed. And I feel like the last few months of my life has been very disappointing. Um, So I just don't like going into things with expectations, even in terms of like my relationship, like I just hate being rejected. I hate like anyone else. Um, so I'm just going to do it for fun. And if something comes out of it, like that would be a dream come true. But if not, at least I won't be disappointed. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's something that you sort of have that's out in the world, you know, that you created. Yeah. Um, and that's like, there's something to be said about that. You know, you did say something. Um, I'm sort of jumping back and forth, um, a little bit earlier about how your work really affects like your self-esteem, you know, and, um, what that sort of plays out to be in, in just your overall life. And it's like, it's, it it made me start thinking about your relationship, you know, and how long you've been dating Nick and you've been, you, you haven't been working for that duration. Right.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. So do you think that like, and and I know like your relationship is sort of like pretty steady, um, but as far as like when you said feeling bored, do you think that you would sort of feel bored in your relationship as well if you ended up like working, if you were working?
1: So I've definitely thought about that. Um, if I was working full time, especially being a full-time student, I wouldn't have much time to see Nick. Mm -hmm. But for some odd reason, when someone is out of reach for me, I kind of desire them more. And I don't know what that is, but I don't know if it would make me feel bored, but I think it definitely would change the dynamics of our relationship because um, I'm available, honestly, anytime he wants to see me. And I know if Mm -hmm. I were to start working up again, I wouldn't be as available. So it would change the dynamics, but I'm not sure how in the sense of being bored.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because I'm thinking like if there's two different aspects, right, your relationship and your work, if work was sort of boring and that carried on into your, your relationship and everything was sort of like stagnant, you know, everything sort of felt, um, like, on one level, that might, like, I think some of it might get a little bit confusing, you know, we might, like, I don't know, think of boredom for, or take something else for boredom, you know, like, like, we've talked about, like, sort of stability, you know, and like, mistaking some of those things sometimes, um, and it, it just, it happens so often, you know, which is, like, why I feel like that's, like, something to, I don't know, bring into the light for a little bit.
1: Yeah, I like what you said with the, um, especially someone that, like, my mom is very toxic, and it's extremely hard living at home with her, um, and just my past relationships have been very destructive, so being in a healthy, stable um, relationship, I can tend to correlate that with boredom, honestly. Um mm-hmm not so much the last week things have been great with me and Nick, but even talking about like our future together and things have transpired in terms of moving. Um, it does scare me to think about long-term commitment, which I know I've right. touched on a couple of times because of that fear of boredom piece.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And, and like, sort of piggybacking off of that I'm thinking like if you decided to no longer you know start if you decided not to see Nick anymore because you were moving um that is one relationship that was different you know and like the takeaway out of that would be that this person treated you differently and and had a very different you know set of intentions and goals and um their personality was just you know everything was different about this person you know and that's like like if, if that's the route that you went down, that's something to take with you, you know, because I don't know, like I think a lot of the time if things end up going the, the exact same way, like if we end up ending relationships, we'll take a lot of the same stuff out of it, you know. Um, so to give like acknowledgement to something that treated you different and made you think differently, um, I think is a big thing, even if you decided not to take it with you, you know, I think that might be helpful for you in the future. Um if and when you decided to get into another relationship. And I'm not even saying, like, this stuff would happen, you know, like sort of speaking theoretically, I guess.
1: Yeah, I did realize that. And yesterday I recognized that in the past every person I've ever dated, I dated for their potential and I only stayed because – of who I hoped that they would become. And I settled in literally all of my past relationships. I was not happy. Um, but with Nick, it's completely different because I'm dating him not for who I want him to be. Like he's everything I would want him to be. So I'm dating him for who he actually is. So it's extremely different than anything I've ever been involved with before.
0: Right. Gotcha. hmm. Um, with you saying, like, your home life being sort of, like, maybe a little unstable. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started. It's honestly yeah. a shit show. I'm, I love my mom to death, and she um, – I'm not in the camp where, like, I grew up with sexual abuse or my physical abuse, anything like that. It was honestly, um, after my father passed, my mom became extremely controlling and I'm 26 years old and she is the most smothering parent I've ever met. And it's a lot of um, invalidation. It's a lot of emotional manipulation and gaslighting. And um, just like, if I do, it's just not, it's un under the um, like umbrella of I've never felt like her love was unconditional. Like there was always conditions based around like if I didn't do something that she likes, she's ignoring me for weeks and um, like stonewalling. So it's it's hard. the The more I grow up and the older I get and the more independence I establish for myself, the more my mom retaliates and tries to um, keep me down and it feels like I'm in a cage sometimes so there's nothing I can do that she's like never happy there's always something so it's just really hard and I've been wanting to break out of that but financially it's difficult right now that's part of the reason why I want to move out honestly I'd say it's like 65% just because I f- I feel like my mom and I would have better relationship if I didn't live at home because there's no boundaries. And I'm 26 years old and she's still, anytime I leave the house, she freaks out. She's like, where are you? Who are you with? How are you getting there? When will you be home? Um, And if I don't leave the house, she kind of shames me and puts me down. She's like, you need to get a job. You need to do something with your life. Like you can't stay at home all day. You don't contribute to the house. You don't do anything for me. So it's a lot of guilt and I definitely feel a sense of obligation to my mom, even that if I do move out, I know I would feel bad because I feel like I'm leaving her, I'm abandoning her. She's going to be all by herself. So there's just so many mixed emotions in our relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I think that if you weren't feeling those things on your own, as far as like feeling guilty of leaving. Um, if what you're saying is like true, then, you know, this woman would probably make you feel that way anyways, you know? Um, and, and, you know, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm not sure if she would make you feel like that on on purpose if, if you leave. Um, but I think those feelings would come up for you naturally, you know? And it's, it's important to say that, yes, those feelings might come up. You don't necessarily need to react to them, you know, and sort of like balanced thinking, you know, like bringing both things to the light. Um, It shouldn't take away from how you feel and like your goals in life and, you know, the feelings that you should feel when you accomplish something, you know, Um, and sort of being able to take those moments for yourself. Like you should never feel robbed of that. Um, and And I think if you like, I don't know, it's almost like, she might control things in your environment and that is like, that's, it it is what it is. You know, you live in her house. um, But it doesn't necessarily mean that she needs to control how you feel.
1: Yeah. She, I don't think she tries to be, but she definitely is very controlling and it wasn't until like two years ago, I was working with a psychologist that kind of uh, showed me like the correlation between the people I date and, my parental figures. I know that's like a whole theory that may or may not be true, but, um, (laughs) it made a lot of sense because my mom is by no means a narcissist whatsoever. Um, and I think that term is definitely overused, especially nowadays, Uh but she has a lot of characteristics, um, in terms of the like emotional and verbal piece of that. Um, And she, I mean, I can't blame her. Like you said, I tried giving her the benefit of the doubt because that's the era she was raised in. She's 60 something years old. She's very old fashioned. She's very like traditional and conservative. So that's how she grew up. That's her set of beliefs and attitudes. Um, But it's not serving me anymore at this point. And that's why I would like to move out to have that sense of freedom, honestly, because living at home and being treated like a child when I'm 26 years old is just not benefiting me whatsoever. And in the past, it really has um, hurt some of my relationships. So it's just, um, it's hard, definitely Mm -hmm. trying to keep that sense of sanity in a place that makes me feel insane sometimes.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah. I think what you said is super important with, like, her growing up like this, you know, and and being, like, the only thing that she's ever been exposed to, you know, and it's not even, like, necessarily you, the way that she reacts to you, but, like, it very well could be, like, the way that she reacts to the world, you know, and, like, the lens in which she's looking through. Um, And I feel like if there's, like, not a lot of exposure in one's life, like, there's no really room to like break the cycle, you know, and like, I don't know, like acknowledgement of that. But I think it's, there's something to be said about wanting to better your own life and practicing the things that you do um, just to be able to keep you like at baseline, you know, Um, and then to be in an environment that doesn't necessarily support it.
1: Exactly. And it's, it's challenging with my mom because if I'm home, And let's say I'm, I don't know, like drawing or I want to go take a walk, do something that grounds me for my mental health. Um, She'll kind of make me feel bad about that. She'll be like, why are you meditating? Why are you doing yoga? Like you should be cleaning. You should be helping me. Um, You only think about yourself. You do nothing all day. You stay in your pajamas and just a lot of um, like guilting things that make me feel ashamed for taking care of myself. And I really, I love Nick's family so much. Like his mom is the mom that I wish that I had growing up. Um, so I like staying there. But anytime I stay there, my mom takes it very personally. And when I come home, it's just like a shit show. And she like yells at me. She ignores me. She's like, you need to be home. You have to stop acting like such a slut." for staying at Nick's house. Like she says that I'm not ladylike and that's not something you do until you're married. Um, mm-hmm. so it's like, I can't really win either way. So. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, and sit in like those situations, how do you respond to her? How do you have that conversation? Cause it seems like it's, It might be like an ongoing thing, like anytime you stay at Nick's house or anything, anytime you do something for yourself, you know? Yeah. So how does, what does that conversation look like and has it evolved over time? Yeah, because in the past, I think
1: I would try to make my mom see my point of view and I would just react back at her by like slamming doors or just yelling and not really talking to, I was just talking at her not really having a constructive conversation to understand. Um, so now I will just maybe repeat myself once or I'll just say, all right, mom, okay. And I'll just kind of end the conversation and not try to make her hear me because I know she's not in a place to, to hear. Um, so I'll usually just, I don't want to say ignore her, but just kind of nod my head, let her know that I heard her and just walk away Mm -hmm. because there's no point in fighting back with her it doesn't really get me anywhere it just kind of brings me more disappointment so
0: Mm -hmm. so you have this conversation in the only way that you know how to and that is not really responding to like maybe the elevation of her tone or of all of that okay exactly and I'm thinking like the first thing that sort of comes to my head is like that would be the reaction to have um, if you were practicing opposite action, you know. Like I feel like once someone sort of raises their tone, like you, you could definitely like sort of retreat, you know, and like and and like keep your distance in that way. Um, but you're sort of like you're kind of just keeping her like on that side of the wall by like using those kind of calming skills, almost like speaking her to her in that, that way. Um, and I feel like that is like the first thing I thought, like, I imagine this sort of happening and what can you sort of do in that sense? Like use opposite action, you know, like respond to her in the opposite way. Um, so if you were going to get emotional, the opposite of that would be being logical, you know, and, and, and sort of looking at at that in that way, but it seems like you already are doing that.
1: I'm trying. I'm not always successful, but I know that if I engage in her um, conversation, the way that she goes about it, she's just going to consistently tell me why she's right and I'm wrong. Um, And my mom, I've always struggled with feeling like my mom doesn't accept me for who I am, which has been kind of like a core wound. Um, So the last like few months, I've just really worked on realizing that I can't change my mom and accepting her for who she is um, and taking it from there and trying to set boundaries, even though they're often disregarded and um, just not focusing on controlling her, but controlling myself in those situations, which has been pretty mm-hmm.
0: helpful. Mm-hmm. So we have what, like a few, okay. We have a few minutes. Um. Oh. I feel like with certain parts of your life, you know, it doesn't necessarily match up. Like things are very different at home. Things like in in sort of like your different bubbles, you know, the energy, um, everything is sort of different. And like how how does like when two bubbles sort of like come together, like let's say Nick comes to your house, you know, with your mom, what does that look like?
1: My mom likes Nick, but I do okay. think she believes he's just going to be another guy that I end up dating for like six months. And then, um, cause there has been quite a few of those, so I don't blame her, but, um, I don't like Nick coming to my house. Honestly, he comes to my house very rarely. I'd say like one out of every like five times, um, he'll come over, but I love going to his house. Um, my mom is respectful of Nick, but she does tell him. Uh, for example, he drove me home yesterday and he was like, You she said, you don't respect my daughter, or else you would bring her home. And just she is um nice, my mom, but his mom is like on a whole new level. <laughs> so I love going there. Um but I don't really remember what the question was.
0: No, it's <laughs> on a
1: tangent. Yeah, like,
0: no, no. Um, how how your, your sort of different aspects of your life come together.
1: Yes. Um, it's, I think it's honestly somewhat beneficial because I do say I want to be more kind. I want to be more compassionate. I want to be more understanding. And then I have to deal with someone like my mom who's difficult Um, So it's definitely forced me to work on my patience with people um, and having that empathy piece. But it's just, um, it's hard when I'm trying to like honor myself and get better. And then I go home to a place where I don't even feel safe. Um, I feel safe when I'm home alone, but when my mom comes home, it's kind of like uh, on that auto drive turbulent field. So...
0: Mm -hmm. is it just you and mom at home
1: yeah it's me my mom and my cat
0: okay gotcha yeah so the attention is very much on you yeah I hear you um and you said something absolutely brilliant with like leaving home and and doing that sort of places boundaries like automatically basically um which sucks you know having to sort of like that being one of your options or like the more attractive option because of that, you know, because there's no other way to sort of do it. Um, I get it, you know, and then like trying to find a job, I I see what you're sort of like going through, you know, I I understand it's super tough and it sucks, fucking sucks. It does. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know, like there's, there's gotta be a reason. Like I very, I also, like I told you, I very much believe in like, what you put out into the world is what you get back, you know, and there must be a reason that, you know, this job was sort of like taken away from you, you know, like it might not be clear now and it might never be clear, you know, but there's a very specific reason and you just like weren't meant to have that, you know, Um, and it doesn't help your situation, you know, I get it, like I get sort of the cycle, but it's important to bring light to it, you know, like balance thinking to absolutely everything that you do. Yeah. Like even if the situation sucks, like the only way to sort of get through it is if you like bring, bring everything sort of into the light, you know, perspective. Yeah. Yeah.